1 Peter chapter 2. And I want to pick up here today in this series we've been in. If you missed the first uh, few parts, they're available to you for free online. You can access them and get caught up. I think it'll be beneficial to you. Uh, we have individuals that listen from different parts of the country and different parts of the world, and they come and visit, and they say, um, they've, they've already, even today, they say, I've already heard the whole part of this, whole rest of this series, even though I live in a different state. And, uh, and then they come, and they're right on track. So, First uh, Peter chapter 2, let's begin reading here in verse 5. It reads, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And, and so we are endeavoring to receive God's thoughts, understand His way of doing things, His way of approaching all of life, but we want to think like Him, not just the way we've always thought, not just according to our upbringing or religious tradition or anything else. Uh, and according to this, uh, we are now, new, now I say we, I'm talking New Testament believers, are called a holy priesthood. And of course that language is taken from Old Testament priests and their job, one of their primary responsibilities was to bring offerings to the Lord. Now in the New Covenant, we are bringing our spiritual sacrifices to the Lord, but we're doing so in a way that would be acceptable to God. Okay, last week we saw that when we bring the right kind of offerings that are received by God, it actually comes before Him as a fragrance. Okay, uh, so I bring, I give something of, of worth and of value to me to the Lord and He smells it. And, and remember, uh, we read scriptures about how offerings would come before Him as a sweet-smelling savor. They were pleasing to Him. I like that. I can do something that smells good in heaven. And God breathes it in and says, mmm, I like that. But I, I'm kind of a logical thinker, and I think, well, if that's possible, then that, that an acceptable offering would smell good to the Lord, well, then an, um, an unacceptable offering must stink. Right? You know, I don't have a specific verse that says, talks about stinky offerings. I can see how it's a possibility. I think we should all just really, really try to avoid stinky offerings. All right? Offerings that come up before the throne of God and he plugs his nose. He says, oh, what is that? Michael, what is that? So that's, that's, that's their offering. Pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> But seriously, let's catch the spiritual content and note of, our, of what we do before God. Our spiritual sacrifices can be acceptable and well-pleasing to God. And of course, they could not be as well. We should uh, be aware of that. I, I want to show you something today and, and something real specific. Uh, when it comes to our spiritual sacrifices given to God, we, we should understand something about honor. Okay, not all of our giving, not all of our giving to another person, to a ministry, to the church, the kingdom of God, is, is based upon need. Many times the thinking of, of individuals is 
I'm giving because there is a need. And if there is a need, then I want to give to meet that need. And sometimes that is exactly what we are doing. We are, we, it's not wrong to give to meet needs. It's not wrong. In fact, it's right to give to the poor. That's a scriptural, godly principle and concept. But that's not all-encompassing. What we want to do is understand the various types of, of spiritual sacrifices given to God. There are different reasons for different ones, different kinds, and some of them are, are need-based in the sense that I'm giving to meet a need. should still be spirit-led, but I'm giving to meet a need. But there are other types of, of giving, of offerings, that are based on honor. Okay, they're based on honor. Now, in, in our country, I don't think as a whole we have a really good grasp of what honor is. It, it, sometimes it's cultural. You can go to different cultures and different places where honor is a bigger thing. It's a bigger deal. Even in reality, some parts of our own country, specifically, you'll find it, um, it seems to be magnified in the south, part, the southern states, Honor is a bigger deal there. You'll see it in how people will speak to one another in, in terms that they'll use language of, uh, of respect. Children will speak to adults in certain ways with terms of respect. They won't just call them by their first name, for example. Uh, but other parts of the country like ours and, and, and different parts, uh, even that does not exist. And so there's, there's less honor built into the culture. And you can go to different parts of the world, and they understand this concept more than we, than most of us do. Uh, but I, I don't want to adapt to necessarily a certain culture around the world unless what they have is found in God's Word, unless it's of God. And I'll tell you this from the top, honor is a big thing with God. It really is. And a lot of what we do, we just see naturally, but to Him, it's more than that. It is a, a situation of honor. Um, when someone honors someone or something, it basically, it means that they are giving weight to that thing or to that person. They're making that individual or that institution, that, that situation, a big deal. If we were to say um, that we honor the gathering of God's people, the gathering of believers, which is called church, okay, the called out ones get together, that's called church. If we say we honor that, well, that's going to be reflected in how we treat it. It's going to be reflected by we're thinking about it ahead of time. We're preparing ourselves in our hearts, in our minds. We're getting ready. We're not pulling in late. Uh, that, see, that shows, that shows dishonor to something that someone might say, I honor this. But no, that, it has to, there has to be agreement there. All right? When we honor the Lord, we honor Him in different ways by honoring what He says is important. We say, that's important to me now. What He says, this is my word, this is my will, this is what I want you to be a part of, this is what I want you to do. We make that weighty, weighty within our own lives. Everybody with me? Okay. <laughs> not, not many of you. <laughs> Help me, Lord not too late we can still pull this off <laughs> okay to dishonor to dishonor means you would treat something light you 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 would 
uh, it wouldn't take priority. It wouldn't be of value. It wouldn't carry much importance. It would be more of a trivial thing in your life. That would be dishonoring. Honoring it gives it weight. Dishonoring it makes it no big deal. All right? Uh, when we talk about these spiritual sacrifices, offering things to the Lord, bringing offerings to the Lord, how many know it would be right then to honor that? To give value. If the Lord says, this is what I want you to do, this is important, then we give weight to it and we say, okay, this is a big deal. Not, not, let's hurry up and get that over with. Not, let's move on and get past that. Not, let's, okay, that's this, but let's get to the important stuff. Amen. Come on, let's, let, let's get over to the Word. Let's get over to this. Let's, let's get over to, no, no, no. If it's something that God says is, is of value and of honor, then we need to have that same respect for what He says. Okay? Remember, it's about honor. Uh, I want to read from Proverbs chapter 3. And, and, and listen, we should avoid this, this mindset. Uh, people will sometimes think this way. Well, if everybody just does something, They'll tell individuals, don't do nothing, just do something. I, I don't agree with the, the, that statement, that we should all do something. Let me tell you a better statement. Let's all do the right thing. Not just anything. Not just something, the right thing. What are you supposed to do? I might not know what you're supposed to do. You might not know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, but, but I should do what I'm supposed to do. You should do what you're supposed to do. Not just something. Amen. Well, I'll just, give the, uh, what do I, I'll just give this to the Lord. No, just keep that because he's not receiving that. That has no honor to it. That's not, not of any value to you. You haven't thought about it. You haven't prayed about it. You haven't considered it. You, you haven't really put anything into it. Don't give it to the Lord. He doesn't need it. It's a matter of honor. Everybody with me now? And so Proverbs chapter 3 reads this way in verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase now i can see a couple things here first of all um, i know that honor includes possessions if i am going to honor the lord i've got to include things that i have things that i possess and i'm going to show you this in, in a number of places but honor throughout the Bible includes your stuff. It's not just, well, I, I honor the Lord with my words. That's fine. I think that would be a part of it. But over and over, we see honor to the Lord includes possessions. Also, I can see here this. It, it didn't just say, give the Lord your possessions. It said, honor Him with it. In other words, it's possible for me to give something to the Lord, but not do it in such a way that it is God honoring, and therefore He accepts and receives it. So I want to have that focus. I want to have this. Uh, I want to have this awareness that whatever I offer to God, He is actually honored by it. It's coming from that attitude and that position in my life. Okay, honor the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. the The New Living Translation reads of this verse: Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Okay, so we know what possessions is talking about. The Amplified Bible reads, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency. 
Now, again, let's catch the heart of God and the way that he thinks in regards to this. Because God, look, does he need our money? He's rich. <laughs> uh, he's the creator. He is God. It's not just about that. It is about the honor. It is about the place that he holds within our lives. It is about what he has access to in our hearts. There's a whole bunch of things it's about, but it's not about God not being self-sufficient. It's not about him not having something and we're sustaining him. No, it is about honor. And so we honor him, but he said, this is how I'll be honored by you. I'll be honored with your stuff. Now, our stuff is all over the map, right? You got people who are, you know, hardly have anything. You got people who have, have much by earthly standards. But even the, the wealthiest people on, the, on planet Earth don't have anything by God's standards. So it's not about what it is to Him. Again, it's about what it is to us. But we are to honor the Lord with our wealth, our possessions, our capital, our sufficiency. Look with me over at Matthew chapter uh, 15. Matthew, the 15th chapter, see what Jesus had to say. I just want to show you this a little bit about, uh, about honor and how it plays into so many different areas. Uh, of course, the subject is huge, and we could take months, literally, and just talk about that subject through, just by using Scripture. Uh, I'm focusing in, uh, here on honoring with, with, with our giving, with our offerings to the Lord. In, in Matthew 15, Jesus course was constantly being questioned and trying to be tricked and all these things the religious leaders of their day would come against him for some of the things he did and they were they were messing with him about his disciples washing their hands and you know different things he would do on the sabbath really annoyed them all the time and uh and this is how he responded one day matthew 15 verse 3 he answered and said to them why do you also transgress the commandment of god because of your tradition for, for God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Okay? Now, first of all, how many, how many are thankful we're living under grace and not the law? Okay? We, we should be thankful that it was never the will of God, it was never his desire that, that those who disrespect and dishonor their parents would die, but it is just. It is just. Now, we're under grace. We're not implying it, it should be done. We're not. But I'm thankful I don't get what I deserve. I get what Jesus deserved, and he got what I deserved. He died on the cross, and I'm free. All right? He suffered, and I'm forgiven. Thank God for grace. But having said that, and because we know that, let's not minimize the principle of honor here, that this was the law of God to set a standard for how things really ought to be, and that is God considered it a really big deal when children would disrespect their parents. If they would dishonor their parents, he said, you got to cut that off right away and get that out of your land. Get that out of your society, because that will mess everything up. Huh? And so, anyway, I mean, how many are taking notes for your kids? Uh, verse 5, he said, but you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift 
to God. That whatever profit, the Amplified Bible says, the money and whatever I have that might be used for helping you. He says, I've dedicate, we've dedicated that to God, so we're not going to give it to you. We've dedicated that to the Lord, so we're not going to help you. He said, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. In other words, they just kind of tweaked the system. They got around it by saying, this is, this is what this is. This is dedicated to the Lord. And they didn't honor their father and mother. They didn't honor their parents. But notice what Jesus said here. He was talking about honor again in relationship to honoring your parents, which is a very biblical thing to do. He said it in relationship to giving them stuff, giving them money, giving them resources, taking care of them, doing, doing things that would be a blessing to them. It's a matter of honor. Someone said, well, you know, my parents, they didn't do everything right. And uh, I don't have much respect for the way, you know, for, for the way they lived their lives and the way I was treated. This is not about that. This is not about making judgments about whether someone did it all right, because none of us have done it right. But, uh, I mean, you may be totally correct that your parents were very dishonorable in their beha behavior. That's not what this is about. That's not even brought up. How many recognize that we should understand position? We should understand place. We un should understand God's gifting and placing of people in family, in, in, you know, even in governments and various things. And we honor a position even though we don't like necessarily what someone's doing. Okay? And uh, anyway, they were getting out of this, but Jesus tied it again together. The honor of someone, the honor of parents in this situation, the honor to giving them uh, material goods. Yeah. How do we show honor to certain people? Well, some different ways, but one of the ways, one of the ways we show honor to people is by giving them stuff. Giving them stuff that's valuable to us, valuable to me, and so I want to bless you. I want to honor you. I want to give to you of that stuff. Here's another verse, 1 Timothy 5, 17. 1 Timothy 5, 17 reads, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine, those who teach and preach. He said, what, 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 what are they worthy of? Double honor. You know, a lot of translations, one translation literally translate that, translate that, they're worthy of a double, double paycheck. Because honor and finances and material things go hand in hand in God's mind. This is the way that He thinks. In other words, you know the truth about this? Can I say this even though I is this? There shouldn't be poor preachers. Religion teaches that. And we're not, thank you Lord, He's helped bless us. You know, but religion teaches that. The ways of man, they, kind of, they think that way. A lot of people have religious thoughts in their, in, in their brain, but that ought to be totally non-existent. Totally non-existent. Poor and preacher should not go together. That's not God's plan. It's not honorable. It's not right. We, uh, we were teaching not too long ago about uh, Bathsheba, not Bathsheba, Queen of Sheba, one of the Shebas. I had a dog when I was little named Sheba too, so I got to I got to keep the, my Sheba's straight. The Queen of Sheba, when she came, uh, <laughs> when she came to visit Solomon. Now Solomon was uh, the third king of Israel, remember, and and Solomon was very wealthy, very wise, and very wealthy. Wisdom and and that you know, they go together according to his writings, uh, but. 
wisdom, wealth, people would admire him and come to see him from all over. And, and one time, one of those situations, the queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon. She was also very well off, being the ruler of the land. And, and she came to him. And let me just read a couple verses of that, that situation. It's 1 Kings 10, 9 and 10. She said, Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel, because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. When she, then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity, and precious stones. There never again, again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Now, I want you to consider that situation again. Why did she give all those gifts to Solomon? Is it because he was low on spices? Is it because his gold reserve had kind of, no, you know, it had nothing to do with that. You know, the only reason she did that is she gave as a matter of honor. She was showing respect and herself being of great uh, resource and wealth herself that it would take that type of gift for her to show honor to him if she were to do something less it would not now someone else might have been able to show honor less but she could not show honor in a in a lesser way because of what she was made of because of what she possessed but again this is a principle in the word of god that we should be aware of one of the reasons we give and one of the uh, w one of the reasons we give, but uh, how can I say this? There's different purposes for different types of giving and offerings to God. One of them is, uh, is honor. It's just, I honor you. Or I'm honoring a person, which is really honoring God. When you honor someone in his name, you are honoring God through another person. And, and so Queen of Sheba did this. There's this verse in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 16 that reads this way it says a okay i'll read it over here it says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men i want you to think about that for a moment your gift makes what room for you or uh, let me read that from another translation nlt Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. What, what, does, what does this? Your gift. Now, I know sometimes this particular verse has been uh, treated like this, that if you have a gifting from God or a talent from God, by using that, it's going to give you opportunities in life. And I've heard in, you know, various people teach that over the years. I think there's probably some truth to that principle that it does work that way. However, this verse in particular is not talking about someone's gifting or calling or something like that. It's literally talking about a presence. Literally talking about a gift that you would that you would give someone. And if you were to take this the wrong way, it almost sounds manipulative. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to manipulate my way into open doors and opportunities and for, before great people by giving gifts in the right way. Honest, obviously, God is not that way. That's not what he would be encouraging. 
But what it does show, and if it's taken in the right way, it goes back to honor. You know, when you will honor individuals and certain people in your life, and I'm not talking, we're, 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 we're New Testament believers, spirit-led. You can be led of the spirit. But when you honor people, it'll open opportunities for you. You'll, you'll know people that you wouldn't know otherwise. You'll have relationships. You'll have things, oh, doors open up to you. If you will be generous and honor people, honor people with gifts. I mean, this, this can kind of sound kind of funky a little bit, but I could I just tell you, I have relationships with certain individuals, and they began when I gave them money. And I put a chunk of money in their hand. Now, I did not, I'm just telling you, you know me, I would never do, I would never try to buy someone's friendship or buy their favor. Forget that. I mean, I've got God in, on my side, and, and he can open, you know. But I'm telling you, I've done things where it's, I just believed it was the right thing to do. It was honorable for me to, to bless them. It was honorable for me to give something of value of mine to them. And some of those situations, it just turns out, well, that opened the door, just like this said, for an ongoing relationship. They weren't taking it as a bribe. I certainly wasn't giving it as some kind of influence like that. Just honor. But that honor created an opportunity for me. You, you might want to consider some things in your life where you could be, some people you could know, or what could come down the road in the future just by recognizing the principle of honor in your life, just by recognizing the principle of, of, of God being honored when you honor certain individuals in your life. I'm telling you, it's right there. It'll open opportunity for you. It'll open doors. I know there are certain uh, traditions or, uh, you know, like not just traditions, but what do you call it, etiquette? You go to someone's house that you haven't been to maybe before, and they invite you over to dinner or something. It's etiquette to bring a gift. You know, well, wh why do you bring a gift? Because you think they're out of plants, you know, or whatever. You th th think they need a, so no, you don't even know. You probably don't even know how many plants they have. Or if they, you're trying to think about them, what would be a blessing, what would be nice. But the whole purpose of your gift is just to show honor to them. That's just a tradition. It's not required, but it carry, it, you can see the principle there. It carries this, this, this attitude. We honor people. Not, it's not all of my giving is just because I have to. Not all of my giving is because there's a, a need for it that I'm aware of. Some of my giving is just a matter of honor. Amen. And we give to the Lord that way. And we give to individuals that way. Thank you, Lord. Go with me to John 12. Can you take one more verse or one more group of verses? John chapter 12. Again, I hope you can see just by this kind of overview of this subject, but in connection with our offerings to the Lord, how you can see that this is a God thing. And I don't necessarily think we're going to catch this full honor attitude overnight but we need to start thinking this way, and it'll help us. It'll help us going forward. In, in John chapter 12, let's begin reading over here in verse 1. It says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, where Lazarus was. I, excuse me, I read that wrong. Verse 2. There... 
they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard. Everybody say very costly. Anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Verse 4. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Now, if you, re if you read the NIV, the New International Version, you notice it'll say there, uh, one year's wages. So, sometimes we have a trouble reading the scriptures and we read about denarii and things like that. That is. Uh, well, that helps us because we don't have to convert it to dollars. Uh, one year's wages. Think about that for a moment. You know, whatever the average or median income is, but that's no small amount. Okay, we're talking about a chunk of money. That that oil of spikenard was some fancy stuff. It was some expensive stuff. Uh, did Jesus need that? Now it wasn't about it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. This was something way over the top that you wouldn't say you know, financially, that that's a good use of it. You couldn't run the numbers and say, you know, that's a good investment. Take a $50,000 bottle of oil and dump it on his feet. Wipe it with your hair. That's good, good, good thinking there. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't sound very smart. And nowadays, of course, people will be like, same as Judas. You should have given that to the poor. I can't believe you spent all that money on Jesus, wasting his oil, putting it on his feet. Don't you know there's poor people? Huh? Same thinking? There's some Judases around today, steeped in religion. What did Jesus say? Verse 6, and he said, you're right. <laughs> Judas, man, if everyone else had the wisdom you had, we would stop wasting so much money, and there would be no more poor people. They would all be gone. If We need to put you in charge. Well, let, no, let's see, see what he actually said. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a, a thief and had the money box. And he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. Let her what? Let her alone? Rebu Don't you mean rebuke her, Jesus? No, let her alone. She, ha she has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor, you have with you always. But me, you do not have always. Again, it goes back to honor. Some things that don't make necessarily financial sense, they do make honor sense. You do it because that's a higher principle that governs your life. And you see things from a heavenly perspective. Not just from an earthly, materialistic, what can I get for me perspective. We give things up of great value to us for the kingdom, for the Lord, for people that have influenced us. For those that deserve to be honored. Amen. Hypocrites like to complain about what other people do with their money. They're always in a, in a fuss about what this person does and that person does and and just because there have been a few crooks out there, they've kind of lumped everyone together. 
and, and say everyone's doing the wrong thing and always questioning uh, everything that happens. And I mean, honestly, can I just be straight with you? Uh, some people won't give to churches and ministries because they heard of some crook somewhere. And, and if, if they don't have full access to every line item and every detail, they're, 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 they question everything. That is not honorable. That is not. That, that is not the way that God looks at things. And people are being robbed in their own life for their lack of honor. Hallelujah. You know, again, Judas, he wasn't really thinking about the poor. And that's very common. What was he thinking? Me. Should have sold it. We should have put that in the box. I'd have skimmed off the top because he'd been doing that. He'd been taking money for himself. That's what he was thinking about. It's selfishly motivated. You know, one individual came to me, and they came, they came here, and they, they started telling me about where they used to go to church. And, uh, and I don't really like those conversations, by the way. Unless it's positive, I'm all for it. But when someone comes to me complaining about their old church, uh, I, you know, one, I think it's only a matter of time until you complain about me, too. Uh, but at the other side is we're a one family. This is one body. One body of Christ. We are all on the same team. I am totally for other churches and ministries in our area that are preaching the gospel. I am for them. We send, you don't know this, but sometimes we send offerings to them we, to help them do what God's called them to do. Okay? And uh, anyway, I'm for them. But anyway, he, he came complaining. And what his, what his beef was, was the pastor apparently had a Range Rover. Or a couple, couple I think he had two of them. Uh, and he didn't like that. And I thought, sounds like a nice car to me. Why would you have a problem with that? I mean, I could see if he was driving some beater, how you'd be upset. If he was driving some piece of junk, I mean, you certainly wouldn't want that. But why was he upset with him driving? I mean, I don't have one, but I'd like one. <laughs> I'm not influencing, don't you dare. <laughs> take it, don't take it that way. <laughs> I think, what was wrong there? I thought, well, maybe he stole it. That must be the issue. He must think that the pastor stole that Range Rover. Must be. Why else would he be opposed to that? Hmm? But that's not, it's not the case. It's Judas-ish. It's, it's religious, religious thought that, that, that hinder and get in the way, people get their mind off the ball, and they forget about what's, re what's, what's really important. And, uh, you know, did he steal it? I could see that. If he stole that, I would be upset to him. Pastors should not steal cars. I'm convinced of that. That would be wrong. I don't know, maybe he thought he stole the offering to go buy it. That would be wrong, too. If that, if that were true, then I'd be all in agreement. Yeah, call the police. Can't steal, be, stealing, be stealing stuff. But usually the case is people don't have a clue how something was obtained. They don't know where it came from or why this is happening. They're just passing judgments and they're, they're doing, th they got the wrong attitude. How, do you, how does he not know that, some, that, that maybe someone gave it to him? Huh? That happens. We've been given vehicles. We've given away vehicles. We don't tell people. Sometimes we do if it's a testimony. But... You know, how does he know someone didn't give it to him? Right on the other hand, maybe he just 
paid real money for it. Maybe he had the money. And he made a calculated choice that this costs this much, and that's worth it. I'll drive a $100,000 car. Isn't that up to, isn't that up to an individual? <laughs> but people get so mixed up. They get, why don't he, oh, that's, I, don't, oh, I don't think he should do that. He should give that to the poor. Who do you sound like? Jesus or Judas? Sounds more like Judas than Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many know the things that we possess, the things that you possess, it's not about what you have, but how you got it. If you, got, if you have nice stuff, that's a blessing of God unless you stole it, unless you were manipulative in some way. And as far as your, your standing before God, as far as what you do with your, uh, you know, what you manage because it's his resources, that's between you and the Lord. That's totally between you and God. It would be wrong for me to jump in the middle of it. huh? But these things must be viewed that way. If you got something in an honorable, godly way, that's your business. Should you give it away? I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. That's between you and God. The question we should ask ourselves, though, is this. Do our, our spiritual sacrifices, go back to the top, our offerings to the Lord, do they honor Him? Do they carry the weight of honor that's due a king? Have, have you had, do you have opportunity in your life? Have there been people in your, in your growing up years? Have there been teachers? Have there been coaches? Have there been parents? Have there been grandparents that have, that have held a position of honor or have, have, have done things for you that were honorable? And as you think about it, you think, man, that, that sure was a blessing to me. They, you need to see, I mean, you need to be led of the Spirit, obviously, in all these things. But I'm telling you, it's a godly principle to seek out a way where you can bless them. You can honor them. Amen. Everybody okay? It's a godly thing. If you honor God, he'll honor you. Like all things we do. It seems like it just kicks right back on us. And, uh, and, our, and the blessing of God increases in our lives when we do. But let's see things his way. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're working in our hearts and in our lives. Oh, for the blessing of the Lord. It makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. Lord, thank you for working things out in our hearts and in our lives today. Oh, the anointing of your spirit is here and upon us and helping us and strengthening us and enabling us to live long and strong and live in your glory. Let us live honorable lives. Let us bring offerings to you, acceptable, well-pleasing to you, those with a fragrance to you, those that honor you for who you are. We do honor you, Father. Oh, we do honor you, Lord and Master, our Savior. We honor you with our words, our lives, our singing, our our worship, our dedication, we, and we honor you with our substance. We honor you with our possessions. Thank you for receiving them from our hands. Be glorified in our lives. 
thank you for your presence today. Thank you for your mighty work, the mighty work of your spirit in our lives. Lord, we give you the glory. Now we're being spirit-led, Father. You lead us by your Holy Spirit. You lead us and direct us, and you bring individuals, you bring people to us, you make connections, you open doors. We thank you for working in us. We honor and value your presence and your spirit working in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Better than before, better than it's been. It shall be better going forward. Thank you, Lord, for increase. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. call upon the name of the Lord if you need help in something. His presence is so mighty and so prevalent here right now. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you'll ask whatever you will, whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. So make requests. You have need in your life. You have things going on. You want the Lord's uh, help and access and, and provision for your life. Ask Him. He wants to know what you want. Provides that very thing. Thank you, Lord. You hear us when we call. You answer us all. In Jesus' precious name, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. 